Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode of Ben the Knee is brought to you by 4Cats Boutique on Etsy. That's the number four and cats with a K. They have beautiful book page posters that have passages from some of our favorite fantasy series like The Lord of the Rings and A Song of Ice and Fire and Harry Potter. They even have the Night's Watch vows with the Three-Eyed Crow. They also have Targaryen, Stark, and Baratheon bookmarks. You should really go check them out. It's 4Cats Boutique on Etsy and get yourself some bookmarks and amazing artwork. That's the number four and cats with a K, 4Cats Boutique on Etsy. Podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome back to our Song of Ice and Fire book club where we discuss your Ravens, friends. You send them in to the show at btkcast at gmail.com. We will read it on the show. And we got comments as well on YouTube that are freaking awesome. They're like Ravens yeah. out there, man. They are. Uh, yes, actually. Um, so this one is, uh, so we did uh, a few, it was probably a week or so ago. We did a House Dane discussion with sort of a focus on Edric Dane and um, a lot of comments on YouTube. And we got a pretty lengthy one here from Ashley of Noth, right? Which is the Sandy of Noth, right? Narth. Yeah, it's, you know, we, it's one of those things I can't pronounce it correctly. All Maybe right. Is it Missandy? Is it Sunday? Is it <laughs> Melisand? You know, it's. Right, it's one. It's one of those. Anyway, so this comes to us from Ashley, uh, and sort of again, we're talking house house Dane here. So we were talking about the potential birthing of Edric Dane, who's a character who sort of shows up. He goes by the nickname Ned Dane, right? And so our discussion sort of talked a little bit about his parentage because we don't know who his parents are. They're sort of an unnamed Dane character. It's kind of interesting. He is Arya's, or he refer, he tells Arya Stark that he and John are milk brothers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, you, so you have that, and then that discussion also included could N plus A equal J, which is Ned plus Ashar equal John. So all that, all down that Harris, all sort of that down that route. So here we go. So again, this comes to us from Ashley here. This is complete tinfoil. 
But I suspect that Ashara Dane was trying to help her best friend, Elia Martel, give Rhaegar Targaryen the third child that he needed, that Elia couldn't provide, given her troubles in childbirth, and fell in love with Rhaegar in the process. Ashara, expecting her efforts to count for something, got wildly offended when Rhaegar crowned Lyanna Stark, the queen of love and beauty, at the tourney at Harrenhal, as opposed to herself and slept with Brandon Stark to ease the pain. To be clear, she wouldn't have been mad had he crowned Elia Martell or even his mother, Queen Rhaella, but another woman is a different matter. In any case, in this theory, Ashara would sleep with Brandon Stark, who, by the way, is kind of talked about a little bit as sort of a wild guy. Kind mm -hmm. of, It really seems like him and Robert Baratheon would have been yeah. Really good friends, because uh, right. Ned's kind of the, the polar opposite. So in this sort of canary, Ashara Dane would sleep with Brandon Stark, and the two continue their affair right up until Brandon and Catelyn Tully were to wed. But oops, Ashara Dane gets pregnant, and Brandon Stark ends up getting executed and dying as a traitor. We know this when Lyanna Stark is taken, captured, whatever. Um, he goes to the south with his father, Lord Rickard Stark, and they're both killed, essentially, in one sort of execution, if you want to call it that, trial by, by combat with fire. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, the rebellion ensues. Fast forward about a year to Ned's arrival at Starfall. He discovers the truth that his brother, whom he deeply admired, had secretly been hooking up with the woman he knew Ned crushed on, impregnating her while betrothed to Catelyn and their baby, uh, a daughter, had been stillborn. To spare everyone involved massive shame, Ned offered to take the blame, created or crafted the story that it was he who dishonored Ashara at Harrenhal and eventually impregnated her. And House Dane, thankful to, uh, to have been spared the enormous shame from Ashara's actions, named their heir after Ned years later. And John would take the place of this stillborn to further the cover-up. Fast forward to Ned's departure. Um, Afterwards, Varys enlists Ashara in the false Aegon conspiracy, right? Um, because he knows she loved Rhaegar, and he trusted that the love would compel her to help who th she thinks is Rhaegar's son, and that he could trust her because of it, which is the exact same way he manipulated John Connington into helping. So Ashara fakes her death and assumes the identity of Septa Lamor, guiding Rhaegar's son as he prepares to reclaim his father air quotes stolen throne um she goes on here a little bit to um add some more of this and she says what originally set me on this path was something in the aria chapter well really the cat of the canals before she kills darren the, the singer for deserting the watch um aria hears darren singing about a woman who threw herself from a tower into the sea out of grief from a dead prince who'd been killed not only does this sound a lot like a Shara situation, but if you search the phrase threw herself into the sea or jumped into the sea on a search of ice and fire engine, almost everything that comes of it references a Shara Dane. The lone exemption is Sam wanting to jump off the cinnamon wind. Furthermore, uh, Arya has the exact same reaction to this as she does when Edric, tell Edric Dane tells her about Ashara's air quote suicide. She also thinks to herself that the woman shouldn't be crying. She should try to kill 
some of the people who killed her prince. So it, I was a lot. Um, I was like, wait a minute. Ashara wasn't named, but for tinfoil's sake, let's assume it's her. Uh, who would be her dead prince? There are only two people her age that fit the title, Oberyn and Rhaegar. Oberyn wasn't dead at that point, so that leaves Rhaegar. Then I started thinking, okay, so she was Elia's lady in waiting, so Ashara and Rhaegar were in close proximity. Also, we know that Rhaegar wasn't dead set on this third child, but Elia couldn't have any more children. Under that circumstance, uh, who would they turn to? Why not Elia's trusted friend, who's also Arthur Dane's sister? Who better than Arthur Dane's sister if Rhaegar thought the child might be a prophesized warrior or savior? And lastly, back to Arya's thought, what if the stupid lady is trying to kill the people who killed the prince by supporting who she thinks is the prince's son and helping him reclaim his father's rightful throne, like Lamore is doing with young Griff, false Aegon? Not to mention this would simultaneously get justice for her slain best friend Elia, since the same people who killed Rhaegar and stole his throne savagely murdered her. One final thing, it always struck me as incredibly suspicious that Brandon Stark departs Riverrun to go meet L with Lord Rickard's party, who was coming to Riverrun. Why leave to go meet his father if he was only going to come right back to the place he already was? It makes no sense, unless that it was the cover story Brandon used to sneak in one last rendezvous with Ashara Dane before marrying Kat. I think this was the visit where they conceived a child, if it actually happened. Um, if this were true, it could explain why Ned shut down the Ashara Dane rumors in Winterfell. He, did, he didn't do it to protect himself. He did it to protect his brother's honor and Kat's fragile ego. Kat would be crushed if she found out that Brandon and Ashara uh, were a thing because it means neither Stark ever wanted her. They just accepted her because they had to. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what this rant's got me doing. It's got me searching things on a search of ice and fire and so on. Let me get this straight. Let me just let me let me just for bring this to my mind. So the idea is that Ashara, who is who is Elia's uh, lady in waiting, Elia can't have a third child. We know this. And does Ashara help like like provide that for Rhaegar? Like hooks up with Rhaegar? Is that that is yes that 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 is the that is the potential theory here now ultimately one of the things to look at and i've seen somebody actually somebody actually kind of commented um this on another video that we did um which was our is rainy's targaryen mm -hmm. sorella sand video which we that's a comment and we need to turn into its own video because it's another it's another really good thing but they in that potentially argue that um you know, Elia Martell being a Martell, they're all, they seem to be a little more okay with sort of multiple wives or multiple partners. Um, right. And, and so the same thing could be here that Re Elia Martell would even be more okay with the idea of Rhaegar and Chardain since they're friends. Let me go over this because here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Rhaegar, he doesn't say, I need all three children from one individual, right? Elia. He doesn't right. say that because he ba basically, 
the whole idea is that he steals Liana and names. I mean, what, what's what's accepted as normal kind of headcanon is he steals Liana, names her the um, Queen of Love and Beauty, Queen of Love and Beauty, turning Heron Hall, and then takes her off and has a child with her, which would have been the third of his children. Uh, that being John, who is, you know, whatever. So now with this idea, he it tries to have a child with um, with Ashara. But does it does it work? Does does that because it seems like now maybe it didn't work out. They tried it. It didn't work. And then she hooks up with Brandon Stark um, and th- does have a stillborn. Right. And then it's 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 uh, Eddard who's covering for his brother, covering for that shame, needs a cover story, too, because he has a child that is Liana's because I'm still figuring out right. how does John fit into all that. So Ashara just attempted it, right? Laid with Prince Rhaegar. It didn't work out. So she goes back. Um, right. So all yeah, ultimately, ultimately what she's what she's saying here is that essentially you would have a double cover up by by Ned Stark in that mm-hmm. you would still have R plus L equals, equals J. J. Yeah. Right, you would still have R plus L equals J, but you would more so get into um, what she what she's ultimately saying is that the reason essentially they name that Edric Ned Dane is because he spares the Dane family sort of um, any sort of ill rumors or speculation about them and Ashara Dane's child um, with because it would be it would actually be brandon stark and ashara dane's child got it got it so it, it's but also... ashara dane ashara dane would still be alive and that ashara dane is used it could still be septal more there's really actually a lot of options you could go down if you go down this this path right so i mean she's uh, essentially she was fond of a prince so let's go back to the aria uh thing really really quickly here so um the tower the cat of the canals right yeah so she also thinks to herself that the woman shouldn't be crying she should try to kill the people who killed her prince uh and so if you connect that to ashara being the person who yeah then it's like okay she is trying to destroy the people who killed rhaegar um yeah that's interesting because because Brandon is killed by Rhaegar's father. So really, you have, to, you have to take Rhaegar's, the Mad King, out of it. Because, again, he was separating himself from his father and trying to do different things. Calling a council, talking to Jamie, saying, hey, we'll have a council when I get back. The turning in Hall could have also been a whole thing for him to go against his father. So Brandon really wasn't, you know, that makes sense that she would still possibly could be with, with him. Could have hooked up with him. And he's dishonoring Catelyn Tully by doing that. And... Ashara Dane. So Ned finds out, makes things right, says, I need a cover story for this child. And yeah, does that. Now she then is told by Varys or someone like that. So, cause there's a whole bit where she has to essentially uh, pretend to kill herself and go into hiding because she wants to, she wants revenge. She finds out that there is a child still alive now here's where you would here, here's where i go counter to all the fagon stuff someone someone at king's landing and my question anyone who wants to reply to this 
someone at King's Landing told Eddard Stark where to go, the Tower of Joy, how to get there, etc. Who gave that information? Now, if it was Varys, and Varys also then said, like, I have this child in secret that is Rhaegar's. You know it's wrong. We can't be, we can't be killing these, these children. Or he secrets him away. Or, you know, Ned then says when he's got the, when he's trying to cover up for Brandon, I'm just going along with what the individual, what, what uh, Ashley has said here. Then you send her back to, because she has to get to Varys and to uh, Alario in some way. So why, what, why, how does she find out that there's a child still alive, right? That she could go protect and work with. What, what, why would, why would that happen? So it's either Elia saying something about it. She's fond of Elia. Um, maybe Varys knows that she would just go for this, and he offers it to her or something. But you see, someone's got to take her from that spot over to Essos and put it, make her Septa Lamore. And the person who could travel with that information is Ned through Varys going to the Tower of Joy and then up to Starfall or over at Starfall. I don't know. Starfall, yeah. Yeah, because Tower, the Tower of Joy from Starfall is actually not very... Dorne is, you know, it's like this mountainous region, but then it kind of opens up a bit as you go further west, um, as you go into, like, that that part of Dorne. Um, and, like, you know, the Tower the Tower of Joy is kind of... I don't know, a map. I should, you know, maybe I'll put a map on the video or something, then I'll kind of point them out. But they're mm-hmm. actually not that far. And then you have, like, the reach over here. So as you come down in, it's, they're, they're, not, they're not really actually... Um, that far from enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C other but yes you are correct we still don't know somebody told if you look at the timeline ned stark goes to king's landing and like robert is like the i believe the tr- the trident had already happened haven't hadn't it mm-hmm. yep. um, but anyway when ned when ned shows up now again in the show he says you know he tells arthur dane we missed you at the trident i think it's probably likely we get a line like that when when that if that if that um is actually ever revealed um we know obviously Ned Stark shows up after King's Landing. And so he goes he goes to go get sort of his his sister after after that happens. And then yeah. he goes to Starfall after that. So Robert's like by the time Ned Stark gets to gets to Starfall, Robert's like gotta be on the throne. And right now. and beginning and beginning and beginning and beginning to sort of change everything. And then he goes all the way back to Winterfell. Right. Uh, here we go. So after the aftermath, after the bat, after the sack of King's Landing, Eddard Stark and Robert Baratheon argue over the killing of Rhaegar's family. 
While Eddard believed it, uh, it to be unjustified, Eddard thinks it's unjustified murder, Robert had been satisfied with the deaths of Rhaegar's children, whom he described as dragon spawn. Uh, John Aaron was not able to calm their anger, and Eddard rode south the next day where he lifted the siege of Storm's End. Afterwards, so after the siege of Storm's End, he travels to the Tower of Joy, where he battled three remaining Kingsguard, um, and he found his sister, Lyanna, dying. So, I mean, unless there's somebody at freaking Storm's End. Storm's End? I mean... Which I don't think so. Jamie Christmas. So but really, the hero, the hero of Storm's End is is Davos. See Davos, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Eddard Stark's getting all this credit. Um, so I like this. This is real. This is interesting, right? This is very interesting. That maybe Stannis knew. I mean, Stannis. I, I mean, Ned. Ned's ready to name Stannis heir. Over, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe then maybe Santa Snow. Maybe we're counting it out. Maybe there are. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. But you just. just, It's a possibility. In that region, are there reports? Are there people who are just like scouting reports that there's some Kingsguard over there and things like that? It's maybe, but it's like the weird. It's this weird thing called like the Tower of Joy, right? So, oh God. It's just a round tower near the Red Mountains of Dorne. So it's located near the Prince's Pass with King's Grave to the south and Night Song to the north. I mean, man, it is just sort of like the structure was named the Tower of Joy by Prince Rhaegar Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know much about it, man. We, we honestly have have no idea. Because... Yeah, and then it gets pulled down. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and so George has George has sort sort of said that it the tower itself is inspired by the joyous guard, all right, which according to Arthurian legend is the is Lancelot names the captor after himself after he rescues Queen Guinevere, he brings her to this castle and we all know what happens there. All right. They betray Arthur. I mean, yeah. So, what the heck? What the heck? Anyway, I like this because it still kind of fits with the R plus R plus L equals J thing, right? But yet it's Ashara trying to do something. She's close with Elia. Really, sometimes we we say Rhaegar's son, and it's Elia's child as well, too. That's what I with with Cirilla Sand. My whole theory with with Cirilla Sand and with uh, Rainey's Targaryen is that she was Dornish looking. Possibly went there to Dorne and, and so on. It's a whole thing. Go look at look at that video. But why would Ashara, you know, be persuaded to to guard a a Fagon or a young Griff? Well, because this is not not Rhaegar. Like she could be. Like this is this is two connections here. This user's making, which is that there's a fondness for the prince, possibly because she bedded the prince and everyone was fond of him and he sang songs. And she was also a handmaiden to Elia, the princess, and tried to help her and help them conceive. Okay, or she's just very fond of Elia. Now, Ashara was dismissed from her service. I don't know if she's dismissed or just left on her own will, but it could have been something like she was unsuccessful to have a child, maybe, as well. She has. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's also, it's it's all. I mean, 
Right. And we don't know. I mean, we know that she's she's friends. I think she's part of the court in she's she's part of the court. And so somehow also, by the way, she successfully makes it out of King's Landing without being killed by any of the any of the Lannister men that are coming in or she's yeah, she's sent away or somehow she survives the sack of King's Landing. Yeah. 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 Her whereabouts and all that kind of stuff and and what she did. We don't know. She She might not have been there in the first place, but right. Or maybe she was at the Tower of Joy for a bit. Who freaking knows? Yeah. I mean, who who knows? God, what if? No, never mind. Because I don't, I definitely don't believe that Ashara Dane, again, we see in in the show, we see it, right? You have that sort of what if there, I don't know if that, if I can't remember in the show. if like in the closed captioning it says Wyla or something like that, but that's obviously a big belief is that Wyla was sort of the handmaiden that's there that's supposed to you know help. I mean, there's gonna there's obviously gonna be more than there's you would have to have some other people at this Tower of Joy like women and stuff like that that would be there to assist. There's not just there's just not gonna be Kingsguard members there you know delivering a baby. Mm-hmm. Right, there's someone else there. Yeah, yeah, there's someone else there, Matt. Who is that? But I don't. But I, I think it's possible Ashara Dane could have traveled th- there with her or something. But I don't think Ashara Dane is there because it does seem like not at the, at. The, it's possible she went to like the Tower of Joy at some point, but it's also possible she didn't. But I don't believe that Ashara Dane would have been at the Tower of Joy when it all went down. Wow. Promise me. Promise me, Ned. Holy smokes. I don't know, man. Sorry, I'm just looking up some of the stuff here with her and, and thinking about who could have been there with her as well, too. So, wow. Yeah, Lady Ashardane, it's an old tale, that when I heard it once at Winterfell, when I was old, uh, no older than you are now, I doubt there's any truth to it, but if there is, what of it? When Ned met his Dornish lady, his brother Brandon was still alive, and it was him betrothed to Lady Catelyn, so there's no stain on your father's honor. The, there's not like a tourney to make the blood run hot. So maybe some words were whispered in a tent of a night. Who can say words or kisses, maybe more, but where's the harm in that spring had come or so they thought and neither one of them was pledged. So that's sort of Harwin talking to Arya Stark about, you know, perhaps some of like what happened with Ned's father. Now, the other thing that's interesting is the other side of this sort of story of the tourney at Harrenhal and what we get is Mira Reed talking to um, Bran, right? And she's telling him the story and she's constantly referring to Howland Reed as the chronic man. She never says mm-hmm. my father. She never says Howland Reed. She talks to him as a chron- as the chronic man. Yeah. Which that in itself is its own thing. And we've talked about it before and I'm always down to talk about it again because it's incredibly interesting and incredibly weird. But a lot of the stories and things we hear about the tourney at Harrenhal, not only are they sort of like, there's nothing really ever direct outside really of Rhaegar crowned Lyanna queen of love and beauty. I mean, that's like pretty much everyone says that verbatim, but the rest is like mysteriously odd and sort of, it's misguiding, right? It's it sort of it causes you to sort of have to look at it in a very specific lens that in itself is odd. Like we never, it's never Howland Reed did X, Y, and Z, or Ned Stark did X, Y, and Z. 
There's a Night of the Laughing Tree. It's not specifically said who that is. There's theories about it. So the tourney at Heron Hall itself is so odd, right? Um, I'm blanking on his name uh, right now. Artisan Whitebeard, Barrison Selmy. Yeah. Right? He talks about it. How, you know, had I been a better knight? Knight, yeah. Had I had I had I had I been a, a better a better knight? So there's so much stuff going on there, and everybody's point of view is so sort of obs- uh, obscured and sort of focused in on their own the the their own viewpoint of the way it went down. And whenever anybody talks about it, it's almost they talk about what the out, it's almost as if they view it as in, in what happened at the outcome of it, which was Robert's Rebellion and everything like that, rather than somebody saying, here's exactly what ha- here's exactly what happened, even if it's just a few specific details of the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, and there's there's even, you know, it, that's a really good point. There's also gaps to it in the time because I'm thinking about this, this theory specifically with Brandon and when his sister's abducted. You know, to, I mean, Ashara is beautiful to hook up with a handmaiden uh, who was Elia's uh, handmaiden and was close to Prince Rhaegar. But Rhaegar is the one who abducted his sister. That's what makes him super mad. So he goes to battle with Rhaegar. And then so when did she, when would she have hooked up with Brandon? Is it, is it you know, again, during the tourney of Hall before she's crowned? And even after she's crowned, there's a time of period where, okay, so what? That was odd. Rhaegar crowned her. The queen of love and beauty but then when she's abducted you know did did more go down right yeah the timing is interesting too i've seen some timelines right. on it that are pretty cool you know also looking at it here you know here's this line she died never knowing that sir barrison had loved her how could she he was a knight of the king's guard sworn to celibacy no good could have come from telling her his feelings no good came from silence either if i had unhorsed regar and crowned ashar queen of love and beauty might she have looked to me instead of stark now, of course, we know he's speaking of Ned Stark, but again, it's just the way George words things. He'll he'll have a character say something in a very specific way that lets the reader know that there's more to it Stark. than saying than saying Adard, Lord Eddard or whatever. So it's the Stark. So there is that to sort of go on it. But again, um, this could possibly be something where you think about why, you know, why did Regar choose the king's guard that he wanted with him at the trident compared to the king's guard he had at the tower of joy i mean so you have barris and salmi who we know is an absolute boss and could still cut through everybody like a knife cutting through butter a hot knife cutting through butter when he's like in his you know elderly mm-hmm. years but you don't have arthur dane who's mm-hmm <laughs> Is it is it is it is it is it because you wanted Arthur Dane, the best swordsman, protecting somebody you're close to Starfall? It's sort of his area. But you still could have you still could have. I mean, why did why did you have Gerald Hightower there and not and not have Barris and Selmy there? Right? Did you not want Barris and Selmy there because maybe you know his feelings for Ashar Dane and maybe you know some of the stuff's going to go down, and so you don't want him there. Holy or smokes! Did you, or did yeah. or did you or did you want him there because he's the, probably the second best Kingsguardman? You know, I mean, why? Yeah, why? Because, what's the reasoning there? Yeah, what, why send this group there and this group there? Because Barrison says it seems like he was almost maybe at odds. Uh, you, you have to follow what, whatever the, the the prince says, the royal family. But again, 
you know, we get into conversations we've had with Sansa and the way the current Kingsguard treats her. Is it knightly to do that? Is it, you know, even though you're part of the Kingsguard, you're knights. And, you know, well, the Hound is, is, is different. But yeah, man, why could he trust Barristan if Ashara is there or knew something? Maybe he got the hint that maybe maybe he argued about the turning at Harrenhal. This is wrong. We shouldn't have done that. Or who knows if he ever voiced his opinions like that or not. Uh, he's clearly thinking it when he's talking to Danny about her brother. So, yeah. I mean, also, dude, it is just crazy. It is just crazy that three of the Kingsguard were there. Jamie Lannister is left with the king. Right. Right. It's just. Well, you, I would. You, you definitely. You definitely need one Kingsguard member with the, with the king. Oh, I no, get that. No, I mean, it's interesting that the Mad King, who is paranoid, doesn't have more. I mean, like, they only have uh, one. Or, 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 you know what I mean? They were more loyal I, to I Rhaegar. De I, de I definitely don't know that. I definitely don't know that the Mad King knew that there were three Kingsguard members at the Tower of Joy. No. What? I mean, why? Like, what? Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. What does Mad King think about all this stuff with his son starting a war and all these things happening? You know what I mean? Like, they come down and again, they're calling for his head. They want Leona back and the Mad King just burns him trial by by fire and goes crazy but really what does he think is he happy I, about well, it I, I don't know that, i don't know that he does think uh, i think is the, is yeah. the right is is the issue at the time but um yeah just it's it's interesting so anywho uh yeah great raven thank you lady ashley for that and guys if you want us to talk more theories and things like that if you guys want us to talk your, your theory sometimes they don't have they also don't have to be these incredibly long drawn out um theories we have responded and done many videos slash ravens on people who are like hey what do you think about you know is there duncan the tall of night and that's it that's all we need to know right who's arlen a penny tree or whatever mm -hmm. um where's rickon any of that stuff uh, obviously the, the long ones are, we definitely appreciate all the, the work and effort that you guys put into these, um, as well. So absolutely. So again, thank you to lady Ashley and guys, let us know, shoot us a comment either here, you know, either on YouTube or on our Facebook page, Facebook group, bend the knee podcast.com or btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that winter is coming.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.